I do my best to live a healthy lifestyle. I try to get out there, work out, break a sweat when possible. I'm not necessarily a fitness or a, a wellness freak, but I'm just trying to be a little bit healthier every single day, which is where Sun Warrior comes into play for me. It is a plant-based, eco-friendly, performance-boosting, all things brand that I want to talk about. And it's their active nutrition line that is something that I've been messing around with over the course of the past couple of months. And it's really working out for me because with protein, creatine, pre-workout and hydration, these products are designed to optimize your performance. And I'm always up for optimizing any aspect of my life, even boosting my own energy reserves or being more hydrated after a long day in the gym or on the golf course. It really does turbocharge my recovery. It's something that I really take seriously and it's real nutrition for real life. So go check out sunwarrior.com and use code FIRST. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your recap episode for this week's Scottish Open. Greg, just say the line. What a week. Wow. What a week, Greg. <laughs> here. Hello, Greg. Hello, boys. This was uh, this was rather exciting. So I, I had a great time. I mean, you didn't even need coffee this morning. I'm all fired up. All fired up. Patrick McDonald is here. Patrick, good morning. Greg, I could not agree with you more. And as a lifelong Rory McIlroy fan, uh, since the Thursday episode, Rick, this just adds so much more to next week. Absolutely, it does. Kyle Porter is here. KP, oh man, as if we needed anything else to get us more excited about the Open Championship. Yeah, it's it's, it's an extraordinary. I, I was. Uh, it's crazy that it's over. It's like 8, nine a.m. where I am, and I'm like done with my day. But uh, I, it was a really great sort of lead in to like. I told my wife last night, yeah, I got to get up at like 3:45 tomorrow and <laughs> figure out what's going on and it felt like uh it felt like the it felt like round 0 of the Open Championship, which is which is fun. It certainly did feel like round 0 Greg because the wind was a howling, the forecast certainly came through and we saw it in the scoring average played nearly two strokes over par around the Renaissance Club and we saw Short putts getting missed. We saw balls getting batted out. We saw the we saw the guys play the elements today. Oh yeah, which was really cool. I, you saw some crazy club selections. You know, like four irons from one fifty five, which, uh-huh. which is really cool to see. So this was, you know, I think if Mark Immelman were here, he'd call it a proper round of Scottish golf. Sure, you know that that's that's what it looked like today. And, and it was challenging, it, but it's cool because it's such a different type of challenge than when a U.S. Open is really hard, you know, and the greens are really slick and it's kind of fearful in that way. It's, it's very different because the greens are slow. Uh, and so the ball isn't like running off of your target in the same way. It's just really hard to hit the, those targets. So it's... Um, it's a cool challenge. It's a unique challenge. Sometimes I wish you could create that on you know every time we went to a links course. Well, it's a it's a great point, Craig, because the flip side of that, and we've seen this at at a lot of opens, even recently, Royal St. George's, uh, at times St. Andrews, where it's like, well, if the wind's not up, then it becomes pretty easy, you know. And so it's a it's a really like if the, it, it's so dependent on the wind in that if it's up, it's the best type of golf to watch and to, to, um, to determine a champion by, but if it's down, it's, it's kind of, it's not bad. It's just, it's not 
very good, you know, and and so it, it is so wind dependent. And I'm with you. Maybe 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 I tweeted this. Maybe the the public investment fund can figure out how to artificially create wind, and we can get some <laughs> uh, just some huge fans blowing in uh, future future events. Why not? Probably can. Patrick Roy McElroy hit a drive today that went 428 yards, the longest of his career. He also hit one that went 253 yards. Uh, Hell yeah! Just depends on what direction you're headed in. Well, the 253-yard drive set up the 200-yard two-iron as well, oh. which was, oh, my God, Juicy. not safe for work. I don't think it got over Adrian Moronk's head. But like Greg said, the wind out there, and to Kyle's point as well, we've kind of just not gotten a true length test the last two Opens, and then COVID, obviously, there wasn't an Open Championship. Uh, Shane Lowry's was kind of cool because it was just gnarly out there at Port Rush. So today was just like a good reminder of how fun Lynx golf can be to watch. And I woke up at like, you know, 3, 4 a.m. I checked Twitter and someone's like, Minwoo Lee just hit a pitching wedge 250 yards. Hell yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, did I have like too many beers last night? Is this true? <laughs> What's going on over there? You turn it on and, you know, everything's no one's making any types of putts. I think that's one of the more underrated aspects of Lynx golf is just how difficult it can be to hold putts and of all people today holding putts on Sunday it's Rory freaking McIlroy of course it is well before it was the Rory McIlroy show Greg it was the Robert McIntyre show and the Scott was looking to win his national championship for just the second time in the tournament's history first since Colin, uh, Colin Montgomery in 1999 a stellar Sunday 64 where he made uh what at the time was the shot, maybe the shot of the year up 18 after spraying one off the tee, the birdie on 18, Greg, that looked like it could, it could seal the deal for him. This was so cool. Uh, mm. I mean, when, when he hits that shot, you know, there were, there were a couple things. One, the, the bogey at 16 and then, you know, misses the green at 17 and then that tee shot at 18. And when you put those things together, this feels like it's leaderboard gravity. Like all of a sudden, this is uh, too good to be true in his mind, and and it's slipping away from uh, from Bobby Mack, and then you know draws a draws a break, and he was very thrilled to see that because I mean you can't tell where that that could be in who knows what kind of lie you draw hitting it that far offline, and he gets a great break, and then takes advantage of it again with a with a fairway wood from two hundred yards, which is cool in itself. Um, but but the shot's just spectacular. So, look, I think that takes a, a lot of courage because things weren't really going well. Uh, and, and all of a sudden, he kind of bounces right back and looks like he's going to win. He looks like he's going to win a regulation. I mean, with with the holes that Rory McIlroy had to play with the difficulty of 17 and 18, uh, it, it did not look like or you could easily see somebody playing those holes very well and not making a birdie. Yeah, he won't admit it, Patrick, but I wonder if we got a little truth serum in Robert McIntyre. Like, how comfortable were you feeling watching this thing unfold? Because I think I would feel pretty comfortable. The 17th and 18th are playing combined stroke over par. Rory's got to go, you know, birdie par. At least gives you a chance in a in, in a playoff. If he goes birdie, birdie, you lose. But that's super unlikely. I, I if, I'm, if I'm Big Shot Bob, I'm feeling pretty cozy in there. The numbers were on his side, especially yes. when Rory missed that seven yes. footer on 16 yeah i thought that was it so i was certain it was it me too and even rory said after he goes i just wanted to you know i thought if i somehow made birdie on one of the last two that would be a bonus so even in rory's mind maybe that like released some pressure or whatever because his approaches into the par threes before that were atrocious uh, he kind of made up for one on the downhill one, 14, and connected on that 40-foot bomb. But on the front nine, they were so bad, like way, way, way offline, like 20, 30, 40 yards offline at some point. So when he needed to, he stepped up and hit, you know, the five iron was his best approach at that point, and then obviously the two iron later. So, yeah, Bob McIntyre probably felt pretty damn good in the clubhouse, uh, even though it was the one – kind of scary figure that had the opportunity to chase him down. But like Greg said, the 
despite all the heroics, despite all the great shots, the bogey on the par five 16th, he's probably going to think about it somewhat, even though 18 was so sick to, he didn't even hit in a bunker or anything. He just made a sloppy bogey on a par five late. Yeah. Yeah. The, the bogey on that. Uh, you're right, Patrick, that, that bogey, uh, even as you're watching it, you're like, oh, that, that is just, I, I know it's windy, but he didn't hit it in a terrible spot, you know, and it just, I don't know. It just was not a very good bogey. I will say real quick, Rick, his, his disposition changed whenever Rory hit the, mm-hmm. hit the five iron in the 17, cause they were showing him, he's like drinking water, chumming it up. And then, and then Rory hits it to, to five feet on 17 and they, <laughs> they cut to him and he's got this like thousand yard stare. Like, yeah, I know the field average is one over, but uh, Rory's not the field average, you know? And, and I, I think that it kind of hit him at that moment of like, Oh yeah, this is not quite over yet. I'm, I'm about to get the, the Rory buzzsaw right now. Um, in a, in, in one more edition of golf tournaments are very hard to win. Greg, Robert McIntyre beats everybody in this field by four shots, except one guy named Rory McIlroy who uh, goes birdie, birdie, gains three shots on the last two holes to swipe your national championship away from you. Golf uh, very, very sick. It's so hard to it's so hard to win. I mean, and you think even for Rory McIlroy, like yeah. you, you have yeah. to finish like that because McIntyre shoots 64 in those conditions. He shoots 64. I mean, I, I did say yesterday there was five under would be out there today. I didn't I didn't think that six under would be out there. And and it it really should he should have shot sixty three, I mean I'll give you you should make five at sixteen. It was yeah. it was the round of a day by a mile, you know. So so there was a sixty four. He shot a sixty four. Corey Connor shot a sixty six. There was one sixty seven, and then that that's it. A couple of I mean sixty eights. There was only thirteen guys under par, and four five four of them were at one under. So it's. I mean, yeah, that's that's extraordinary. I thought there was, you know, the one thing I was thinking about down the stretch, Rick, is and I said this on HQ. There was so much irony to me in, I mean, if you look at the last probably fifteen months, the the person in golf that's probably had their heart broken the most is Rory, right? When you look at the old course last year, you look at the U.S. Open this year. There's, you know, just been a bunch of different things that have happened, and now he is going and and I. Like, listen, a Rory win is always fun and good. I, I, it was so, it was hard to root against Bobby McIntyre, you know, with it, it, you do, if you're, if you're Bob McIntyre, he's a, he's a good pro. He's not an elite pro. He's not a great pro. He's not, he's probably not going to win multiple majors, probably won't ever win one major. Just statistically, the odds are against you to win your national open by shooting 64 on the final day with that shot at the last. <laughs> Like of all the ones that Rory could have won, this was not the one that you necessarily wanted him to win based on how the how everything kind of played out leading up to that. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good point. Well, Patrick, it was a pretty flawless uh, second nine for Rory McIlroy. He played that back half uh, at four under 31, including the pair of birdies that we discussed on 17 and 18 to win this thing in regulation. And now it is full steam ahead to Hoylake. He went from two back to tied with McIntyre in like a blink of an eye. And me and Kyle were chatting a little bit about 13, the drivable par four that's downwind. We saw Scotty Scheffler almost chip in for Eagle there. Tom Kim did as well alongside Rory. And it had that front pin where I don't care who you were, you weren't getting a wedge close. Like the best people were doing were like maybe 25, 30 feet. And I thought personally Rory needed to go for it, but at that point he had only hit one fairway and the driver did betray him a little bit that uh, birdie on 11, he got bailed out kind of like Bobby Mack did on 18, where he, he drew a great lie, was able to hit a wedge to three feet and convert. Um, Was that the one he hit way out to the right, Patrick? Yeah. Yeah. He lost a couple way right off the tee on, on Sunday. Yeah. So it, it looked like he just, wasn't really comfortable. He he didn't have his best stuff. And when you're as good as Rory McIlroy, sometimes you don't need your best stuff uh, to win golf tournaments. So for me, he mentioned earlier in the week 
that he hadn't really played in these type of conditions in a while. And it showed on the front nine there. Um, but for him to battle back and show resolve like he did as a lifelong Roy McIlroy fan, I, I could not be more excited to be get Patrick on, off this podcast. On, get, just get out of here on this train with you guys. You, I said he needs to win the Scottish open to win the open. Step one is complete. Step two is about to be completed. And I think we would all agree the next major championship has to come somewhere else outside Augusta. Yes. It's sick that Patrick has no, he has like no Roy McElroy scar tissue built up. He's one for one. Right? <laughs> like, no, this he's like, I don't get what, what you guys are so worked up about all the time. Right. This is easy. Rory always wins. I don't, I don't see the problem. See, yeah, it's this, been, this it's is, been just a straight <laughs> thrill ride for Patrick. <laughs> this here, is baby. the uh, big question for me. Like I, I've heard this point a lot that he's got to win one before he wins at Augusta, but can just, Let's play the hypothetical game. He wins at Hoylake. He's got to go from July to April with just one tournament in mind. Does it raise the pressure? Like, what? But that's that's every year. That's not like different, right? Right. Right. So, what is? Does the win just show Rory something that you know he still can win a major? Because I separate Augusta National for him. I, I I don't think it matters what he does. If it's good, then the pressure rises. If it's bad, there's still the, there's always the pressure for Rory at Augusta National. It's it it just mounts every year. But you, and, but but I think what Patrick is saying is that the next major win will come not at he. You're not saying that he will like winning another major will unlock Augusta, right, Patrick? Correct. I'm saying number five will come somewhere outside of Augusta, Georgia. Yeah. And if he All gets right. to six, he gets to six. Who knows where that comes? That's fair. And I agree because I think there's a, a strong case to be made that he might never win at Augusta National. Right. And I do think he'll win another major. So I to- I completely agree with that. Yeah, um, I think I think I can't believe we're talking about Rory at the Masters right now. But I think uh, I think you get like what two real shots at, at winning Augusta for the rest of your career. And if it happens, it happens. And if not, then, I mean, it's just, and this is, this is the beautiful thing about what we're, what we're heading into. You, you mentioned it, Greg, there's only four of these. If you're, if you're an elite, if you're like one of the best players of all time, you only get 20 shots at winning the masters, 20 chances, right? Maybe 25, but that those are like the, those are like the best players of all time. If you're just a regular player, you get like three or six or whatever. Right, and that's why that's why the that's why the open like there's not another major for nine months. That's why it's so compelling because so much of what happens over the next seven days, including eight days, including today, is like there's so much tension because there's so much history writing on it, and you know we live in this we live in this world where it's like there's this onslaught of just stuff of there's excess content, everything and the majors there's only four and there will only ever be four. And I think that's a really kind of beautiful reality and, and is just, it's a, it's such a fun thing I think to think and talk about. You think there will only ever be four majors? Yeah, yeah. If if yeah, the 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 uh, cold takes people are gonna just destroy me if once once Yasser makes the players a, a major championship yeah, or like Live Jetta is now your fifth major or whatever. Um, sure, why not? Real quick, KP, I'll bounce this back to you because I'm I, I know you remember this and I think you wrote about it as well. Um, the 14th hole in LACC on Sunday, Rory gets gusted and. Yep. Hits it into the front bunker. It plugs. He takes relief, et cetera, et cetera. Makes bogey. It's over. Um, was not going to get gusted on Sunday. Uh, at least on the last hole, backed off his ball a couple times. He seemed to be much more in tune with, I'm going to wait until I have my window here, and then I'm going to take advantage of it. Yeah, he did that. He did that a lot. He even did it on... Um some putts he did it kind of all over the place he seems like look he didn't hit it that great especially on the front nine uh on 
on Sunday, but he seems very, he seems pretty dialed. Like he seems very confident. He seems very in control of what he's doing. And it, you know, you, you think about all the, th- all, all the things that go into winning a major championship and, and, and being in control mentally of, of kind of what you're doing and what you're trying to do is, is right up there. You know, that can be such a, an advantageous thing. And he really seems to be, I mean, the shots, the last two shots he hit, the last two full shots that he hit, Rick, I guess, besides the drive on 18, we were talking before we came on that shot he had to hit into 17 was like, we saw, we saw Bobby Mack hit a, a pretty decent shot in terms of distance control into 17 and just shoots off the back into kind of the rough area. Rory had to like kind of draw. It looked like a draw. I couldn't tell totally based on the camera angle, but it looked like he had to draw a five iron in there and let it feed down into that hole, which is such a sick shot. And then Patrick already nearly passed out about the two iron on, on 18. That was just, that's an extraordinary golf shot like that, that those two shots to me, you know, you talk about the mental side, but physically, I think sometimes people wonder like, why do you guys talk about Rory? Like, what's the deal with Rory? Like the, the, the two, three finish today with five iron and two iron in hand. That's why we talk about Rory. It's the, it's like, that is the reason like he has some gifts that not a lot of other guys have under the pressure of winning a a PGA tour event late uh, on a Sunday. 15 under par Sunday, 68 Rory McIlroy back in the winner's column just uh, a day before we start open championship week. Patrick, do you want to talk about Rory's chances to make the Ryder cup team? (laughs) Um, Well, he's going to have to skirt past Yannick Paul in the world. And Padraig. And and Padraig, Padraig, obviously. (laughs) Uh, But I guess every week we kind of just bring up a new name is Bobby Mack under consideration. He does have the win at Marco Simone last year in a playoff over, I believe it was Fitzpatrick. Correct. Um, so is he getting the nod here or what's going on with him? His numbers are not good. Like he, he's, he, I mean, whether you like strokes gained or major finishes or whatever, like it, there's just nothing there that to me indicate, I mean, Maybe it's different if he wins today. Although on the broadcast, they were like Jim Nance and, and uh, Frank Nablo. I think it was Frank Nablo. We're talking as if like, oh, if he wins, he's in. And it's like, uh, maybe. To, to be fair, they also mentioned during the week Brian Harmon. They're like, oh, this this feisty bulldog. Watch out for him in Rome potentially. <laughs> I mean, if he's he might be be vacationing in Rome in October, but he won't be he won't be playing there. <laughs> I mean, Bob, Bobby Max played some nice golf on, on the DP World Tour this year. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's sort of the point, right? It's like he's played some nice golf on the on the European tour. Yeah. What, what, is that, what does that get me? Yeah. Well, I mean, what are you choosing from here? Like, well, that's, you know, that's, that's the argument. Yeah. yeah. So when you, when you have a guy like that who's played well uh, and, and then has a moment like this, you know, a win go a win goes a long way, right? All of a sudden, the tied fourth in his last start. The you know he had three straight top tens. I guess that was back in April. Um, but you know, there's some there's some streaks of really nice play, and when you add a win on it, it all of a sudden looks a whole lot better. So yeah, I mean, a, a great week at the Open would would really help. He's played all right in majors. He's only. I think he's played in what nine majors and he made eight cuts, two top tens. Started eight for eight, right? He's played eleven majors. He's he's started ten for ten, and he just missed his first cut at the PGA Championship. Uh, Real quick, two last things. One, how funny? Well, not funny if you're Bobby Mack, but Rory kind of accidentally making that putt on 18 thought he missed the line and it just drops and you're like this is this game is so stupid like this is the dumbest dumbest thing in the world and then two you know i thought it was interesting rick because you and i started the week talking about or i guess we all started the week talking about a you know a bunch of senators on capitol hill screaming about non-disparagement clauses and pga tour china and you're like what what, what is what's going on? Like, what what sport do we cover? You know, and and it just there, there was such a soullessness, I thought, to the beginning of the week. 
of just a bunch of stuff that I didn't get into the game to care about or cover. And yet at the end of the week, you get this like very wonderful duel between the homegrown kid and one of the greats of all time with shot after shot after shot of just like, it was, it was beautiful. And it it was just, to me, that stark juxtaposition was, um, it was, it was pretty awesome. And it was a nice to me, palate cleanser leading into the open championship. I did want to ask Patrick real quick, like, where's your head at as the, as the chief Rory Stan on this, like at this company, really, uh, where, where's your, where's your head at going into next week? Like, what are, what are we feeling? 64 opener. Ooh, I'm thinking, well, I'm feeling great. We're one for one lifetime with Rory sure. McIlroy conversions, 54 hole leads included, which is massive. He's a winner there, obviously in the past. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I could be any higher on his chances. I, I don't see a scenario in my models. I had Rick check them. Mm-hmm in my eye test where Rory McIlroy is not your champion golfer of the year. This always goes well. So Flip Rick it. checked the models. <laughs> Who, who's checking, who's checking the eye test? Uh, Dr. Mark. Finley, my boy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's eye doctor. Shout out to him. <laughs> oh, usually well, Rick, usually Rick, when you're as high as you can possibly be on, on Rory excitement, it usually goes well, right? It is uh, one it is for one. <laughs> it's one it's for one. Wiley Coyote who just steps on the rake and just like gets smacked in the face. Every I, I removed this the is like on Thursday. I removed this is now. This is like when my eight year old they their youth baseball team opens with the worst team in the league and they win like fifteen nothing. Yeah. and he thinks he's like Aaron Judge. <laughs> You're like, buddy, <laughs> this is. This is not going to go well. This is, this is how this is how I feel with Patrick right now. And, and wouldn't it be poetic? Uh, Sub Max just had a great comment. You know, 2013 Phil Mickelson goes Scottish Open. I said this. Yes, you said this too. Wouldn't it be kind of poetic for Rory to do it too? It would be perfect. 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 <laughs> two for two. Pencil it in. Pencil it in. Listen, we're going to talk more about the 151st Open Championship here in just a few minutes, but we're going to put a bow on the rest of this Scottish Open. Recap our best bets are one and done, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Passion, drive and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And we're back. All right, let's run through the rest of this real quick so we can get to open championship stuff. There was a moment, Greg, on Sunday where it looked like Terrell Hatton might be your Scottish Open champion, and he was in full Terrell Hatton mode. He goes out in 31. He's flying expletives. He's giving, yeah, there's a good shot of it. We've got middle fingers popping. We've got full-on Terrell not taking his own advice of popping up his thumb when he's feeling glum, but uh, fades on the second nine and finishes T6. Yeah, it was a disappointing fade. I mean, he made six at number 10 that's um that's pretty disappointing and that came from a poor tee shot into into a bunker uh, and then he had a really long way home for his yeah you know, i mean look at this car he made he 
has three sixes on the back nine. Uh-huh. Right. That's just um, extremely disappointing. A lot of it came on the greens. He had some very makeable putts. Like you mentioned, Rick, we saw a lot of short putts missed. Uh, a lot of them came from Tyrrell Hatton. And while he also made some putts in there as well, uh, the, the shorties just feel like they, they hurt the round and raise the frustration. So this was a brilliant start. I thought he was going to be the guy to go do what Bobby Mack did, uh, which I was really looking forward to as he was on my betting card and ultimately just faded. And it was pretty epic on 18. Yeah, double bogey on 18 uh, to solidify that nine under par. Maybe a little disappointing for Tommy Fleetwood, Patrick, because he too made double on 18. Uh, he did not make anything but pars for his first 12 holes, and he didn't make his first birdie until the 16th. He was in the mix to start the day, and I think a lot of people, myself included, liked his chances, but uh, 72, not going to get it done this time around. He was just kind of hovering there on the front nine, like you said, nine straight pars to begin his day. And then the first real head scratcher came on the 10th when he missed, I think it was four feet for birdie. Uh, and, and we've seen this from Tommy Fleetwood before. I, I would have loved him to win just because he could say he's a PGA Tour winner, but we could also say he's never won in the United States. So there would have been a nice little back and forth there. Uh, for people to argue about, which I thought would have been very fun. Uh, but I, I think once he missed that putt on 10, the wind kind of came out of his sails. And then 14, you just can't really bogey that hole. We saw it with Hat, and he three-putted that one from like 50 feet. He missed a short one. Uh, and that's kind of one of the last birdie chances you get. I know 16 uh, is gettable, but you got to – get a birdie there you can't be dropping a shot there and double bogey on the last he was he was already out of it at that point but he's humming into the open championship he's been playing great golf as a whole uh but kind of like Hatton some of these Englishmen man can you trust them on the back nine on Sunday today was just another another point saying no you can't yeah, it's just the whole country. Can't trust any of them uh, on the back nine on Sunday. Let's quickly check in on Scotty Scheffler this week. Scotty Scheffler back at it again. He was phenomenal from tee to green, but struggled with the putter. But no surprise, he's in contention for a victory. I might have to record a new Sunday version. Sunday version, KP, that says like, oh, Scotty Scheffler again. Struggled with the flat stick, but uh, finished T3, which is exactly uh, what he did. A 70 around the Renaissance Club. I mean, I, I so I went on the uh, – <clears throat> I went on with Andy Johnson to talk about the Open Championship, the Fried Egg podcast. I think it's coming out t- Sunday or Monday or whatever. And I think both of us, our number one storyline – or not number one, but both we both had in our top five storylines – Scotty cashing some of the great tee to green play that has we've ever seen in the last, not ever, but in the last 25 years. Right. And he just like, uh, I don't know if you can pull this tweet up, Josh. It's my one about um, Scotty's tee to green rankings in his last 11 events. I can just read it. Bay Hill second players first Masters second heritage. This was his worst, worst one fifth. This is from tee to green. Byron Nelson second, PGA first, Colonial first, Memorial first, U.S. Open third, Traveler second, Scottish Open second, which was today. And he's got one win in that time. Like, it's not a wasted season because you're, you've won twice, you won the players, and you're playing tremendous golf. But I think he'll look back on this era. Like, is he ever going to hit the ball better than this? Can can a can a PGA Tour player you even hit the ball better than this? And to not really be cashing in on it at the level that he wants has to be just really frustrating. He's also made more money this season than anybody has ever made on a PGA Tour season. Um, it has been 266 days, Greg, since Scotty Scheffler has finished outside the top 12 of a, of a golf tournament. Um, we say, I mean, we've been saying it for nearly a year. I'm, I'm out of things to say. Scotty's the best tee to green player in the world. It's not particularly close. He's got a couple of wins to show for it. Probably feels like he should have a lot more. And keep this up here. Uh, if you could, Josh, because look, this is, 
This is the other thing that now when you add the Scottish Open into it, he missed the cut here last year. Um, you see such a big variety in conditions and difficulty of the golf course um, and styles of the golf course. I mean, you got big golf courses in Bay Hill and the Masters, the PGA Championship. Uh, you have some and, and Memorial in the U.S. Open. You have some shorter, uh, more positional golf courses like the Players, where he obviously dominated the Heritage, the Nelson, Colonial, uh, and and you have you add links golf into the mix in conditions like this, which was a really good ball striking day for him today too. Not just all week, but it's so well rounded. It happens. He does it every week. I I am running out of things to say, but the versatility of this game, like the the ability to travel and p- perform anywhere, o- almost identical. I mean, they're like identical performances everywhere he plays. It's a, it's a, amazing to me, and I couldn't be more impressed. He's just, I agree with Kyle. He's got to cash in. Because it's going to feel like a disappointing year, even though he's going to make, you know, a hundred million dollars on the golf course and, you know, lead in every single category and cemented himself as world number one. You know, where where are the trophies? It's a little thin, and um, I know he has two, but it'll still feel disappointing. All right, well, Scotty Scheffler is going to be one of the favorites heading into next week. Uh, let's chat about uh, our best bets and our one and done real quick here. So, Josh, if you could show us the grid, that'd be splendid. Matchups, we were two, one and one. Pushed Smalley over Norin, one Minwoo over Justin Thomas, one Rory over Scotty. Wow, Kyle, that was pretty. That was pretty Ooh. scary of you. Aggressive. Plus money, baby. Rory and plus money gets the job done. Two finishing positions. Bjork top 40. Fleetwood top 20. Look at you, KP. That's Let's two- go. I got to get out of this just hole that I'm in. Just this Grand Canyon of a hole that I'm in. Uh, yeah, Rory over Scotty. Was, <laughs> I probably shouldn't have done that. Uh, I got away with it. But Fleetwood, Fleetwood felt more like a... That felt more likely. And if I can do it again next week at Hoy Lake, I'll do it again next week at Hoy Lake. Yeah, he's been awesome. Uh, let's see here. Nobody had Robert McIntyre on their outright card. Probably no surprise there. And or wow, Rory McElroy. I just I just gave it to Robert McIntyre. Because I was no thinking- McIntyre either, but nobody had nobody had him either. Yeah. Uh McIntyre was 130 to one last night. And no. Yes. I guess he, what was he, seven back? He was a lot back. Uh, five, wasn't he at, five. he at eight? He was five back. Yeah. No, okay. five. five back with everybody else in front, like those guys in front of you and Rory in the lead. He was a hundred. Yeah. No respect. Yeah. That's sick. Best bets two for two and two and two. Romaine Langesk, obviously, cashes his top 30. Greg, with his Shane Lowry top 20, you, sir, are back in the black. That's right. Let's go, Greg. Let's go. We got to keep this up. Big move. Rick's extending his... uh, Rick's making this profitable. Let's go. Well... Yeah, for him, not for us. <laughs> yeah, we no, got. We God, God, we'll get we'll get it back next week with Rory McIlroy, first round leader. I, I do feel bad because Patrick um, did try to take out a loan on Michael Block missing the cut, and we didn't let him do it. And he would have <laughs> had, you know, all of his future fifties. He he'd be done, but he he would have cashed that. So I am sorry about that, Patrick. It's okay. Just a little bit of adversity here. Uh, we'll get back in the black by, by year's end. I, I'm, I'm positive of it. And like I said, I'm already hinting at a, a Rory McRoy, hopefully 18 ish to one uh, to be your first round leader. That might be nice. Uh, you, will that be the number 18? It's usually for those guys. It tends to be twi- uh, like twice what their outright number is. So 18 I think his outright is, is down to like six though, yeah, which makes me think you're going to get like a, a 12 to 14 ish. I'll shop. I'll shop. Shop it. Shop <laughs> it. Yeah. You can't take out a loan, but you can shop for sure. I'll shop. See what's available. Uh, one and done. I don't think there was a ton of 
big money had, on the line. I had Tom Thomas closed in on Patrick for seventh. Kyle and the fans had Tommy Fleetwood. KP, that was worth a cool $283,000. Okay. Cool with that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, if you average that, you're probably going to win the, uh, you're gonna win the league, right? Well, maybe not now with the with the elevated, but previously, if you average that, you would win the league. Yeah. Uh Patrick Minwoo got you 42 G's. I'm cool with that. I have uh no one left. So <laughs> I, I had to pick Minwoo Lee. So I, I'm pumped for the FedEx Cup playoffs. I'll be rolling out Russell Henley, Corey Connors, Flushers only. Uh hell yeah. Ho- hopefully, I mean Mark. He's making some nervous picks up there in pole position. That is not lost on me. This yep. thing is not over. <laughs> we will get to that. Uh, Greg, you were lone wolfing it with Matt Fitzpatrick. He did not play the weekend. He is already yep. in Hoy Lake, already checking out his locker next to his brother, Alex. He has moved on. Have you? Uh, yes, I moved on, on you know, late Friday morning. Um Look, the, the, I wish the conditions were like this all week. I think that probably would have helped Matt Fitzpatrick a little bit. Although, you know, I'm kind of like Patrick. I was in a little position. I didn't really have a, another great option to play. So I thought he was the best that I had available, and he stabbed me in the back. Wow. I'm, I'm just teasing. There's nothing. I mean, what are you going to do? I'm over it. I need Mark to panic pick Rory at the open because I need to use him. I need Rory to win me like eight million at the at the at East Lake. Uh, Mark might panic pick. We'll get there in just a second. Sia Najad had Jordan Spieth zero dollars. Kyle quickly. Level of concern over Jordan? No, Spieth. not nothing. It's it's the open. He'll be. I, we're we're fine. Sure. I have some. I have some. You yeah, should, I mean, but I don't. Out of, out of 10, Patrick, if 10 is absolutely terrified and zero is no concern at all, what are you? Six and a half. Great. I mean, you think you think back. Sorry. I was just going to. I don't. I, just Greg, tell me what you are. Uh, wait, 10's max concern? Yeah. Uh, look, there are reasons to be concerned, but I would say four. Kyle. I mean, what? No, I know, just a number. For the open, is this for the open specifically? Just in general, oh, in general, oh, um, I don't know, four. What is that what you said, Greg? Yeah, but I'd yeah, probably think- up it if I'm talking four for the open. In general, I might go up to six. Well, I think, I think there's a question of, and Andy Johnson again was, was, has been big on this. Like, what is Jordan Speed? Is he a, is he a, is he a top five player in the world? Is he a top? Like, like, who is he? You know, because you, you get this effect at the beginning of your career where you win three majors and everybody thinks like, okay, this is an all-time great, including myself. And I think I still think that. But then it starts to level out and you're like, okay, is he, what, what is he? Because I think that, I think who, like what you think he is as a player determines how much concern you have for how he's playing right now. There's a comment that says, in general, nine, but for the open, zero, which is probably. <laughs> yes. Yeah, totally. Probably. A fair but, way to put it. but this year has been pretty strange for him because at setups and courses where he should be thriving, mm-hmm. uh, like Colonial, mm-hmm. I thought LACC was a great setup for him. And then you see this course as well. He's missed the cut at those three tournaments. And I know his open resume is very, very good. It's He's first in a litany of different statistics since 2013. But ever since he tweaked his back at the Wells Fargo and then his wrist over that weekend, something's just been amiss. Uh, Our two writers have used the words litany and juxtaposition in this episode. We are rocking and rolling with the. Let's go, baby. I had Shane Lowry. 168. Kyle M had Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler, 27,000. But Mark, Mark had Ludwig Aberg and catches his third consecutive zero. He has made a total of $47,900 in his last four starts. You know, this is driving him crazy. He might, he might do something crazy next week at the US, at the Open Championship. You think it's in his head now? 
Oh, I yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. Do you know how seriously he takes this? Yes. He was thinking about it on that on on the during the Bobby Mack call. He's probably thinking. Yep. He gets done with the call and he's like, "Gosh, should have taken Bobby Mack this week." Yep. Maybe I'll take him next week. That would be a panic. Is that, pick. What, he's, is that what he's thinking? But it, it's next week's so weird because it's your last opportunity to take. I'm going to take a live boy. I'm going to take Cam. Uh, it's your last opportunity to take the live boys. I don't know if he's got a plan for next week. He, we, we might be able to talk him into something just <laughs> stupid. <laughs> we might. He, he almost has too many options, I think. And it's going to his head. If you got two quarterbacks, you got none. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll take Tiger. <laughs> Who knows? He, uh, know, there is a tiger in the field. There so. is. I saw that. I I did like a triple take when I saw that, and I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 what?" Yeah, it's jarring. Yeah, it was very jarring. Okay, let's talk about next week. We're gonna talk about next week. First, we're gonna take a quick break. Here, word from our partners. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast and we're back i'm gonna do it i'm gonna officially declare us in open championship week the earliest i've ever done it it is my time 7 47 a.m on a sunday there's still a PGA event to be played today. I don't care. I'm declaring it, Greg. I'm moving on. It's time. It's time. Hit I got to wait till Wimbledon's over. I've got Alcaraz and why doesn't, uh, well, they're in the second set. Why doesn't Prince William shave his head? Oh, you think he should give up on the hope already? Just go full Brian Harmon. Now I got to find what channel. No, this seems like this. This seems like your wheelhouse, Patrick. Do you have any answers for the Prince William question? I guess you could also ask Tiger that question as well. Sure. I, I, I agree with you. I think uh, Van Pelt's been very open about his situation, and he went full shave, and I think you got to make the leap. It, it's a scary one. It's a big one. Yeah, uh, you go – I mean, I yeah, right. you, you could go full David Justice, still look great. It, it, works, it works for some people too. Um, so I'm with you, but – I mean, do we do we want to talk about the royal family right now? Well, I, why wouldn't we? Okay, I mean, Meghan Markle. You guys see that Spotify deal? What happened there? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. But what I did see was uh, I don't think she goes by Kate Middleton anymore. She has like a much more official name now, the Duchess of something, of Wales. Okay, she did this. She did this bit for before Wimbledon, where like she was being taught how to be. A ball girl by Fed, right? Federer, mm -hmm. and yeah, like she she's pretty good. She's got hands. 
She was catching uh, balls out of the air, which you're not allowed to do. But she was good. I think Fed should be the king of England. I thought Tommy should be the king of England. Well, Tommy is the king of England, but I'm <laughs> I'm saying that Fed should be. He seems like a cool guy. Uh, who's the royal family of golf? In what sense? It's up to you. Okay. Well, Tiger. Tiger is the king. <laughs> Just the Tiger. King. Patrick Reed is the jester. I mean, Justin Thomas has got it. I mean, is he the prince first in line? No, no. Thought, Rory's the prince. Rory's I thought Rory prince. was the prince. Yeah. 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 Okay. Rory can be the prince. Rory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. such, such benevolence from you, Craig. <laughs> Greg, are you on this bandwagon or not? Come on, Rory's the yeah. prince. I forgot about Rory. <laughs> yeah. I thought McIntyre won. Bobby Mack is like the yeah, he's like a uh I don't know. I don't know what he is. He's like a page. Mm. Who's the uh who's the redheaded uh the son that's not in line to the throne? Ari, Prince Ari. So so who's the Harry? I feel uh, like just not really well, all that well left. I, I feel like honestly, that's kind of got to be P. Reed, and then make Mark can be Justine. Well, I, <laughs> 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 I was gonna say it's it's uh, it's Cam Smith is Harry. He kind of just goes and does his own deal, and like mm-hmm. he's still. Um, some <laughs> people love him. Some people hate but him. Family's kind of uh, you know pushed into the Austra- ostracized. Yeah, I think it's Cam. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, all right. Well, listen, we're going to play an open championship. There, uh, a week from right now, a claret jug will be handed to someone on the 18th green at Royal Liverpool. Maybe we'll start there, Patrick. Royal Liverpool, awesome. It's going to be very different than St. Andrews. I think it's going to be a very difficult driving test. Um, obviously, last time we were here, it was Rory who was, who was getting that claret jug. I look at that 2014 leaderboard and another championship comes to mind immediately. And wow. US Open. That- no, no, no. He's going to say uh, the players. Correct. Yeah. You see Cam, Rory, Ricky, Sergio, Jim Furyk that one year when uh, Adam Scott, he, he battled Rory, Adam Scott as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, that's going to set up for a great championship. You have Cameron Smith, who we mentioned, He's playing great golf. He just won on Live Golf London. Scotty Scheffler's playing great, obviously, and Rory coming back. Um, so I think the par three seventeenth, that's the one big change. I think what's cool I read is uh one, Hoylake has identified great champions. Yeah, uh, whenever it's hosted it. And it's never played the same. Um, something's always been different each time they've come back, and this time it's that par three seventeenth, which I think with the tournament on the line, having an uphill wedge shot into a tricky par three it could make people look brilliant and it could make people look stupid and it'll be a real test of nerves especially with wind whipping around uh, hopefully we get windy conditions long term mm. looks that way um, and if that's the case I think it will be a, a very memorable open the 17th Craig is a brand new hole uh, and then they'll obviously play 18, which I think is the five back kind of back towards the clubhouse. But this is, um, I, I mean, there's so many different storylines. Obviously Rory has injected another one. Yeah. We are going to get the live guys for the last time. The fact that this is the last major championship that we're going to have until April. I, I mean, this is, it's going to be a proper one. Absolutely. And you think about, I mean, from the live guys perspective, this is really your last chance to make a push for, the Ryder cup, right. Um, you know, Brooks can cement himself on this team with a great performance and some of the other guys like DJ and, uh, maybe Patrick Reed can, can, you know, put their name in, into the hat. Um, so that's a very interesting storyline. Uh, I do like the, the champions that Liverpool has created. Um, this is where tiger hit only two drivers for the entire week in 2006. Uh, and the golf course offers a lot of opportunity for some strategy, right? Rory took a very similar strategy. This is the event he was watching at the U.S. Open um, where he, he wasn't kind of wailing away at driver on every single hole. So it, it's very cool, a very unique style. One of the most, dif- I think it's probably the third most difficult event to predict 
um, the Open Championship because of weather. And Behind the, the players and what? The match play. Oh, yeah. 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 The match play is probably the first. But it well, has something to do with the golf course. Yeah, I think I think what you're saying checks out, Greg, because I was going back and looking at uh, just who's finished in the top 10 over the last five years, and nobody's done it or over the last five opens. So it goes back to, I think, 2017 when, when Spieth won at Burtdale. Nobody's done it five times. Only Spieth has, done, has four top 10s. Uh, Rory and Brooks have three. DJ, Kucher, Bobby Mack, Fleetwood, and Finau have two. And then 32 guys, including Tiger, have one. And I guarantee you, if you looked at the last five years of PGA's, U.S. Opens, and Masters, you would get, you wouldn't get as many names in that one top 10 category. You'd get, uh, there would be more um, consistency in terms of guys who, like, you'd have a couple guys if, that finished in the top 10 all five times and more guys that did it four times and three times. So I think that sort of checks out with, with what you're saying there, Greg. Yeah. It, it's just so variable. It's so random um, in a good way. And it's different. Like the wedge shot at 17 the wedge shots on links golf play so much different, right? The ball responds differently on the greens. Uh, the yardages that you're trying to land it are, are just different. Um, the shots that you hit around the greens, the bunker shots are a, a totally different test. And I, I think that aspect is um, is really cool and creates a, a great open. Outside of Rory McIlroy, Patrick, what is what's one of the more interesting winning storylines here, right? Is it a first timer of Xander Victor Cantlay? Is it morikawa getting a third major like what what are some paths to some really good outcomes it's hard to look past brooks kepka in my opinion I, I know he already won the pga championship but every time he tees it up in one of these he has another chance to just submit himself as one as one of the greatest champions of all time and if he were to win this one well next april he'll have a chance at the career grand slam so I, I think for me, it's Brooks Kepka. I think Cameron Smith has a very real chance to go back to back. Um, we haven't seen that since uh, Harrington. Rory obviously couldn't defend his at St. Andrews after a little kickabout situation in 15. So I, I think those two players, those two storylines uh, are the biggest for me. And I, I actually really like what Greg said regarding the Ryder Cup. If, if somehow, you know, Bryson DeChambeau is playing some great golf right now. I think Gooch. Hoyle could be a could be a great fit for him. Taylor Gooch as well. How could we forget about him? Live golf Andalucia champion. Um, and, and I think I think Dustin Johnson's form is flying very much under the radar. Yeah. And for a U.S. team that is not as strong that it looked six months ago, someone with his experience and just going five zero zero at the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits, I think you know. Dustin Johnson's talent in general, I think, deserves more than two major championships. And for him to cash in on one in this type of form, I know they're all live boys, but they're also some of the more intriguing guys uh, in professional golf. I think Cam going going back to back, right? Because it's, it hasn't happened since 07, 08 with, with Pat, Patty, who might be on the Ryder Cup team. Uh, and, you know, he, he's somebody that – it's it's hard to it's hard to properly evaluate the live guys just as it's sometimes hard to proper, properly evaluate how somebody's playing on the European tour and then they come into uh, like a bigger event with all the best players and you're like I don't, I don't really know but Cam top ten at the PGA top five at the U.S. Open and he's been top twelve in his last eight starts overall worldwide. And he's just he's playing really, really good golf. And this is this is a major that seemingly would fit him uh, better just because you don't have to be really like long and straight off the tee necessarily. Now there's some holes at at Hoy Lake. You think about the internal OB hole, I think it's three, where yeah. you do you do have to employ some some accuracy off the tee, but man, he's just the defending champ playing great golf. I think he's a fascinating, fascinating storyline going into next week. 
yeah, three is going to be fun. Uh, Josh, if you want to, how do I share? Okay. If you want to share my screen, this is that internal OB where you've got, there, there's literally just a wall here and you have to decide how much you want to take off, Greg. That's so, sick. The corner's 240. This one here is 300. And the more you bite off, the further you got to hit it. Which one is 300? The fur furthest right? Third one. Okay. That's like to the middle of the fairway. So that's the line for middle of the fairway, basically. It's um, it's fascinating. You know, it, it kind of has a... There's something different about uh, OB than water. But it's not dissimilar to some of the holes. They're usually on the other side, like 18 at the player's. Uh, where it's water up the entire side. You got to decide how much you want to bite off. Uh, it, it creates intrigue and somebody's going to make a big mistake there. No question about it. Um, but, uh, but I think of how's Rory McIlroy going to play that hole. The patient, even though he has plenty of club head speed to take it over all of that, um, I could see Rory laying back there, um, playing, playing to the wide side. It seems like there's definitely a, a smart way to limit risk strategically um but a lot will depend too on the conditions and this decision may be made for you given you know if it's straight down wind you're gonna hit driver yeah and all that goes out of play so we'll, we'll see we'll see what we get conditions wise conditions 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 we're all gonna play meteorologists for the next uh handful of days we're gonna have plenty more conversation around the 151st Open Championship. But before we get out of here, gents, any final thoughts on the Scottish or the Open or anything else? Uh, John Rahm might be in shambles with all this internal OB, you know, the king of TIO. <laughs> <laughs> the TIO king. Uh, I, I, I haven't picked Rory for a major this year. Uh, I, I genuinely think he's going to win by like five next week. Like, I really think that. Which I hope, I hope it's really firm and I hope it's just bouncy. It doesn't look that way, right? I, I mean, like in pictures and videos, it, it looks it looks green. I think they've gotten a lot of rain. Yeah, I hope it, I hope that you know that's just the error from the pictures and videos. <laughs> some <laughs> color, some yeah. I want it to I want it to look like oh six. Some hue issues. No, just brown. You remember what that what this golf course looked like in two thousand six? Go, go mean, around. Adam Scott would blend in. <laughs> <laughs> go go, go around the room. I made an early pick. Who's you know this doesn't have to be your official pick. Just which way are you are you leaning right now? <sighs> Unofficial. Unofficial. Scotty. Yeah. Hell yeah. That would be awesome. Okay. Um. For the sake of being a little different, I mean, I'm all aboard the train. Don't get me wrong. But my unofficial pick is Dustin Johnson. That would be awesome, too. Oh, that would be sick. I I hate it because I was I thought it was going to be Rory, and then he won the Scottish, and now it feels like I'm just chasing my tail. Um, I'll tell you what, Rom, you, you have to just – you have to drive it. You have to. It's. I think it's Rory or Rob. You have to drive it, Scotty. Head city the best, over there. The best driver in the game. It's Rory. Ludwig. Well, but but you don't have to. You don't have to do the thing where he won the week before, so you can't pick him. Yeah, I pick Rory. I will say this happened to me back in I think it was 2019 when I, I was all over Burned Viesberger, and then he won the Scottish, and it. It just it ruined it for me. <laughs> but Rory can go. I don't know if Burn can go back to back, but Rory can. Rory can. Yeah, I think I, honestly, like I think winning is it's not a he's playing so well that it's it's more of a boost to his confidence than anything else. It, it doesn't it doesn't do a lot for me of like, oh, that he peaked and now he's going to fall off. I just I just don't know that that's the case. I think it's a bit of a morale thing. He had so many close calls this year. And he had it won on the PGA Tour since October. So to kind of see one fall his way finally, he's got to be feeling really good. And, and I said he's got to win the Scottish to win the Open. So one for one. 
soon to be two for two. For two. You're like you're the national open king prognosticator me yeah. and Rory, you know we're just picking them off one by one by <laughs> one <laughs> he's got so many national opens he's taking over the like world every one like every single one yeah he's got yeah he has he's a, got a, scottish irish u.s canada twice uh australia and then the 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 yeah the open all right gents i think that'll do it monday tuesday thursday friday saturday sunday next week final major championship of the year soak it all in big thank you can't wait josh does all the hard work behind the scenes patrick mcdonald is available on twitter at amateur status greg ducharme is available at the real (laughs) gfd and Kyle Porter can be found at Kyle Porter CBS. You Let's go, Alcaraz. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.